Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. So good to be with you again in the morning. For all you loyal listeners of The Daily, this is episode 87. Thanks so much for tracking along with us. I hope you're ready to begin your day, or if you're listening to this uh, as your day winds down, I hope you're ready to end your day. Regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, I pray that God's words, His truth, His Holy Scriptures will speak to you in a powerful and personal way. Let us begin the podcast for today. Now, I've been so encouraged by uh, all uh, your notes of encouragement and uh, just hearing how many of you are making uh, the daily, this podcast, a regular fixture in your daily routine. Uh, some of you listening to it uh, first thing in the morning on your way to work, others during lunchtime, and some of you listen uh, to this podcast uh, just as you're about to go to sleep. Hopefully my voice and this tone soothes you and puts you to bed really nicely, uh, not so much the content that bores you, but whatever have you, know, I've been so uh, encouraged that many of you have uh, really made this part of your daily routine and rhythm is so encouraging such a joy and a privilege and i think that's so important right for us to have rhythms and routines regular fixtures in our life that really make for a life of flourishing that really make for a life that is spiritually vibrant we ought to examine our life our habits our rituals and routines consistently and weed out ones that offer no life, no benefit, and replace these habits with ones that bring about joy, hope, flourishing, happiness, and cause us to be spiritually alive in God. Because at the end of the day, we are in many ways the summation of our habits, right? The life that we live, the happiness that we enjoy, our spiritual life, and how vibrant it is, is directly linked and and determined by the habits we place in our life. And now one habit and spiritual practice that I'm sure all of us are familiar with, but many of us neglect to make it a regular uh, practice in our life, uh, something that we do every day is the spiritual practice of repentance. Now we're all familiar with repentance, aren't we, right? Repentance looks like when we do something wrong, when we sin, we repent and ideally we repent quickly. We also uh, understand repentance will not just be uh, sorrow, but it looks like uh, changing the way we think. It is moving and turning away and walking in a different direction. It's not so much just about feeling sorry, but to actually position our life by way of thinking, by way of actions and partnering with the spirit to experience deep and lasting transformation. But here's the thing, we often look at repentance as something that really happens or we partake in when we experience immense guilt, right? Think about that really convicting message that just convicts something in your heart or like a particular action or particular thing that you said to someone. It is when the memory of that action is brought to mind, that's when uh, you engage repentance. When guilt comes, then you repent. 
But I'd like to propose to you today that repentance is not so much uh, just a response to something we feel emotionally. It's not a kind of emotional response or something that happens to us when we feel convicted or when we feel uh, moved by the Spirit in a certain direction. I think repentance in many ways can be a habit, can be a practice that we incorporate into our daily routine. As we look at the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, right? we're all familiar with this. The disciples asked Jesus the question, how do we pray? Teach us how to pray. And in that prayer, we see a whole bunch of elements, one of them being uh, asking the Father for our daily bread, for provision. You know, We are to ask and lean on him for what we need for the day. And in that prayer, we also see Jesus teaching his disciples to ask for forgiveness, to repent from their transgressions and trespasses and ask for the Father's forgiveness. And I love that the two are placed together. It is almost to say just as the body needs bread to live, the soul needs forgiveness. It needs to be free from the weight, the guilt, the shame of sin in order to truly live. And that is what repentance does. It sets us free from guilt, from shame, from these foreign bodies that have no place in our soul so that we may truly live. And I'm sure some of you have experienced having a splinter stuck in your toe, right? You know, a foreign object stuck and wedged in your body. And it feels immensely uncomfortable. And that is because that object has no place. Has it, Your body wasn't designed to live with that object in it. And in many ways, that is what sin is, right? Sin is a kind of foreign body. It's a kind of foreign object. And brings with it its friends, guilt and shame. And all these things, our body, our soul, were not meant to bear under. We were not meant to live, to coexist with these things. We were meant to be free and set apart for God and His purposes. The human soul was not designed to bear the crushing load of guilt. Unconfessed, habitual sin, it suffocates the soul and sucks our energy right out. God has built us to live in transparency, in vulnerability, and not in hiding. Right? We all know King David. He is a well-known man in the Bible. His life is a story of great exploits, but also tragic failures. And he makes some really, really huge mistakes towards the end of his life. Adultery, murder, and in the end, thank God he repents. And we read of uh, this experience he had in Psalm 32. He speaks of his unconfessed sin. He says this, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Now, this is really graphic and lucrative uh, language. It says, my bones wasted away. He can almost hear a kind of physical suffering that accompanied his unconfessed sin. It's almost uh, giving us a picture of how the human soul, our physical bodies even, weren't meant, weren't made, weren't designed to live with guilt, with unconfessed sin. If we read down further in the Psalms, we read of 
a psalm that David penned so after he was confronted by the prophet Nathan. And he starts off with this confession. He prays, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And he goes on to say this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And he confesses to God and to Nathan the prophet his sin and it leads him to joy. Maybe these days you've been moping around a whole lot. Maybe these days it feels darker, you feel sadder, you feel almost as though life has become uh, bland. And maybe you haven't been feeling God a whole lot. Heaven feels almost like it's a million miles away. And sometimes you pray and it feels fake and the Bible seems like it's wooden and, and tasteless. And you feel like you've lost your sense of joy. Perhaps consider whether there is unconfessed habitual sin in your life. Have you given room and weight and permission for sin to enter into your heart, into your lifestyle? Have you been engaging in things, in actions, in activities, saying words that are contrary to the way of Jesus? Because sin, habitual sin, guilt and shame aren't things that we are meant to carry, to bear under and they are the very things that the world deceives us into thinking that it is the path to lasting happiness but they become the very thing that rob us of our joy and in that psalm that we just read we see that the habitual regular rhythmic of practicing confession is the key to life of the soul confession it starts with god you open up in prayer you're honest you admit you have a problem you ask for forgiveness, you repent, you turn away, ask for help, and you move on into the joy of God's loving embrace, the Father's loving embrace that is over you. David will go on to teach this truth to the generations that follow. Solomon, his son, would write, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And so I want to encourage you to make repentance, confession, a regular habit, a rhythm and routine in your life. Not so much be only motivated to repent when you feel immense guilt and shame or are convicted by a particular message, but to make it a point to just as you wash your feet, your body to get rid of dirt you've picked up when you're outside, you would wash yourself every day to do the same for your soul, to allow your soul to be cleansed, to be washed every day, to rid oneself of foreign bodies of objects that have no place in the human soul. That I believe is the path to true joy. It is in repentance, confession, and the freedom that comes with it. And so I want to take you through a quick exercise that I believe you can make it a part of your nightly routine and that it will be of great benefit. First off, I would like for you to get into a posture and position that is comfortable for you. And I want all of us to ready ourselves to hear from the Spirit this day. And as we get into the position, I invite you to the best of ability, get rid of anything that might distract you, might pull your attention away. Perhaps you're on your way to work right now, 
Uh, if you aren't driving, I invite you to just for a short moment close your eyes. If you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road. Do not close your eyes. You can do this exercise uh, perhaps later when you're parked or when you have gotten home. Now the first thing I'd like for us to do even as we are in this place of waiting, of hearing from the Spirit, is to reflect on the day that we have just had, if you're listening to this podcast at the end of the day, or the day that you had yesterday. And I want us to spend a few moments to allow the Spirit to speak to us about our day. The first thing I would like for us to reflect upon and ask the Spirit is this, where were you God in my day? Where did I feel your grace? Where were you present? Where were you working in my day? So let's spend a few moments just waiting on the Spirit to speak to us on this point. Awesome. And so once you have a particular memory or interaction or action or moment, I'd like for you to spend a few moments just thanking the Spirit for His presence in your life. Many times we live through our day not being aware that the Spirit is with us. He doesn't leave or forsake us. He's in us and He's with us every moment of our day. And we do well to recognize and acknowledge His abiding presence that is with us all through the day. Now the second question I'd like for us to ask the Spirit as we reflect on our day is this, where did I sit? Where was I the furthest from you, Spirit? In what area of my life had I transgressed against you and committed myself to something that was contradictory to your way? And let's ask for the Spirit to speak to us to identify areas of sin or areas that have the potential to morph into disobedience and sin. Let's invite him to speak to us in this moment. Awesome. I hope that uh, the Spirit has, in His mercy, identified and helped you identify an area of your life that uh, requires correction and repentance. And let's spend a few moments, uh, even now, just thanking the Spirit for His mercy, His grace, His kindness toward us, that He doesn't leave us in darkness, uh, in our filth and mess, but He wants to rescue us. And so let's close off this time of reflection with resolving let us resolve today with the help of the Spirit to live differently tomorrow if need be. Let's also ask for His grace, His kindness to lead us all through the day and cause us to be aware of His presence that's with us. As we go about our business for the day, that we'll be drawn into experiences and moments with Him. Let us close off by thanking God for being ever so present and patient with us and helping us grow and experience joy and freedom. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Awesome. 
Now what we've just done is a abridged version of what is commonly referred to as the examine or the prayer of examine and it's the examination of consciousness or in a way rummaging through a day's experiences looking for God. And so this is a great practice for you to adopt every night as you close off your day to uh, identify where God was working in a day to repent of sin and to resolve to live differently the next. And this is a bridge version of the examen. Encourage you to practice it every day. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I have three more episodes for you this week and we will hit episode 90. I'll see you in the next podcast. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.